Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Lazard! Gonna go! Touchdown! Rodgers snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon! Allen has time. Intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it! Breaking away, Garrett Wilson! Wilson, a big play downfield. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinton Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. Thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to recap day number 18 of New York Jets training camp at Florham Park. And so to do that, our friend who is the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Thimbley. Chris, what's up, brother? Uh, not too much, you know. Uh, excited for training camp to be winding down, gearing up for the season to actually almost start. I- I'm-, I'm ready for this. We'll do good news, bad news edition of this podcast today because the good news to start with is that Brees Hall was not only back but participating in 11-on-11s. Yeah, and, and that was a very good news. Of course, you know, uh, there is also the uh, arrival of Dalvin Cook today as well. So you got two two running back additions uh, today. Dalvin Cook just showed up. He he wasn't a participant in anything. He did some working out or whatever on the side. But uh, – Brees Hall was back and partaking in uh, uh, football activities, as they like to say. He was doing team drills and everything. He looked good running the ball. No pads. You guys know my, uh, you know, running backs and preseason or training camp stuff anyway. But he looked good just running. Like he's clearly healthy and fine to just run and and it doesn't look like he he lost anything that way so we'll have to see what happens once he you know puts all the pads on and goes lowers the shoulder running his tackles if he can still move piles like he used to and everything but doesn't look like there's anything to worry about there you're gonna have him back you know they're gonna ease him back into him they're not gonna be throwing him out there with 30 touches in week one but it, it's obviously a good thing that with the the start that he had last year, man, uh, you you're gonna want him to be able to lean lean on him a lot this season again. 
So that's a dose of good news. Here's a dose of bad news. No AVT or Lake and Tomlinson again today. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there, there's a lot of talk. I know yesterday is just everyone's focused about the offensive line right now, understandably so. And then people today, oh, it was better to Listen, A, we got guys in and out of lineups, training camp. I'm not worried at all about the offensive line right now. Uh I got you got to look at it right now. This there's a trend that happens at least especially here the last few years. It you know what a bell curve is, right? Like it's kind of it'll be like a bell curve where training camp we're all just like, "Oh my god, this offensive line is terrible. They can't block anybody. What is how are they possibly going to survive a game?" And then the first game of the season comes and the offensive line looks really bad. But then about halfway through the second quarter, week two, the offensive line starts putting it together. And then all of a sudden, you know, around week five, week six, you're like, hey, this offensive line's actually fairly decent. Now, where I'm concerned about is always the problem is they put it together and they end up being all right. But then... It, things start to fall apart because you get one or two injuries and then they're able to patch things together to stay afloat for another week or two and move some things around, but then it kind of gives out. So I'm not worried about where the offensive line is right now. I'm not worried about where the offensive line is in week one or two, even though I do not have high expectations that this is going to be great right off the bat, take off. I'm not worried about that. I, I'm not worried weeks two through eight, I, I think it's going to be fine. I'm worried about that downslope back end of the season, the lack of depth. Now, the other, the flip side of that is I could look around all other 31 teams in this league and I could probably say the same thing because, again, there is a real dearth of offensive line talent in this league. There just is. Uh, and there's also, it seems to be more defensive line talent. You, you can get, especially interior guys, that you can get them anywhere. Teams are just overflowing with defensive line talent, but offensive line talent, uh-uh, not so much. Um, so there, there's a concern, but also, you know, all right, no ABT. How, how am I going to sit here and really judge the 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 line that way? We we know what happens when ABT goes is out. They're, they're still trying things. They're still moving things around. Again, I I think everyone is uh, yeah. You know, it's training camp. Dog days of training camp. Grasping for stories, something new. This is the one thing that people have that they can sink their teeth into and kind of freak out a little bit right now, but it's going to be fine. It's just how long can they stay healthy and, and, and not have to dip into playing those reserves on there. Um, Cause again, like Aaron Rodgers can, can cover up some, you know, deficiencies in your offensive line. I'm not too worried as long as they can like hold up some type of like, semblance with uh the health deep into the season this podcast is sponsored by cloud optimizer as a business owner or it manager are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why it's time for cloud optimizer as you migrate your business to the cloud what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy but cloud optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you 
Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Chris, when you talk about the health of the Jets' offensive line, obviously you're going to have to talk about Makai Becton. He's been the topic of a lot of conversation the last couple of weeks and months. Today, he got a shot at right tackle. Yeah, and this is another thing. Uh, I've been I've been critical of the coaching staff uh, and the way that they've hired uh, handled Makai Becton since, since he's been here, uh, since they've been here with him. But I I I I'm kind of scratching my head and wondering what everyone's wants them to do here uh just a couple weeks ago he took himself out after seven plays and was like yeah that was enough for me uh yeah i think the coaching staff is going to be like yeah we need to see that you can handle more of a workload before we start giving you these types of reps uh there there's a huge we talk about this all the time that you know there's a, a huge difference between being in shape and uh being in football shape game day shape those are two completely different things. And then there that's not even close to scratching the surface of offensive tackle game day shape. Like those guys, the workload that they have to go and and you know, we're not talking about defensive linemen where you can get a rotation, you can shuffle guys in and out. They don't, if they think that they might have to take you out for just like one or two plays just to give you a breather, they don't want you to be that the offensive line in that game. It's that simple. That's, that's not how it works for the defense. They go, you, you got three plays in you today. Go get after it. Three plays. Cool. They want that cohesion in the offensive line. So, they, you know, he needs to prove it. Now, it is a little bit of a chicken or an egg thing, but he hasn't really played football in a long time, a full game of football in a long time. He hasn't been healthy. Uh, it, it, he's going to need to build that up. So I don't have any problem with the way that they're kind of slow playing this right here. I, I don't like you, – you're going to sit here and uh, – people were freaking out that it's not okay, man. Like the games haven't started yet. It's all right. It doesn't matter. It's fine that Max Mitchell is out there right now. And Billy Turner, it, it that's fine. Just work up the endurance get him healthy. Um, but you know, there's only so much you can do about it. So you got, you have to go step by step from here. And it just, again, two weeks ago, he took himself out after seven plays and I'm not knocking him for it. But if 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 that's all he felt he could do, then that's all he felt he could do, and that and that's the right decision to do it. But they're going to need to see a lot more from him uh, today. They got to see some of it. That uh, he went out there, he played. There's no seemed to be no setbacks, no anything there. Um, you know, I, I I was hesitant to to really firmly uh, like say this a couple weeks ago, just because of the way that. 
the coaching staff and front office has handled him and it's been kind of baffled me. But like it 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 looks like they're it's it's gearing up this way. They're like, all right, we've seen enough. They they know. They know what all the fans like. What are you guys thinking? They they know Makai Becton's too talented. This offensive line has too many problems. They're going to get him out on the field in the regular season, and they're going to give him every opportunity to play on the starting unit and be healthy and stay healthy. They're going to give him those that opportunity. If if they don't, once the regular season comes, then you can start to freak out about it. But I don't get. Uh, losing patience over it not happening now in the in the preseason. It'll come. Chris, let's talk nuts and bolts of practice. What did you see from the offense today? Uh, the offense, you know, Jordan Whitehead, came, I, I know this, uh, Jordan Whitehead had an interception in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, play took a little bit too long to develop, and then you could see that Aaron saw Garrett Wilson flashing open but and then pulled the, the trigger on it, but didn't see Jordan Whitehead, who had just kind of turned his head and cheated down on it. Um, it was it was a solid day from the offense. Uh, he Aaron Rodgers found Randall Cobb for a really nice pass. He had a couple more to find uh, Garrett Wilson again. Um, you know, nothing too flashy. Again, it was good to see uh, Brees Hall there. You know, know what he's going to bring and help this offense. Um, but it it was a solid day watching Aaron Rodgers move the offense around. Uh, nothing too great, uh, but yeah, the you know the really still the watching him in training camp. A, I'm just gonna harp on the fact of watching Aaron Rodgers just do things so smoothly and simply. Uh, that's just so routine. And then just, it's, it's just been a joy and a pleasure to watch Garrett Wilson every day. Just, just in and out, uh, watching him get in and out of his routes, his play, uh, his route running, watching him like the technical aspect of it, along with the explosive playmaking athletic ability. It's, it's just been great. So, uh, you know, I, I know again, the offensive lines getting the focus and attention and, I'm not telling you not to have your concerns about it, but it's going to settle down and it'll settle uh, and be all right for how long they can hold is going to be the concern there. But don't don't worry yourself about these training camp practices. And one day the offensive line getting beat up all over the place and this and that, especially when you have guys in and out, you, you wait until then they're, they're no longer experimenting with the five best guys and they send those guys out there and they can form a cohesive unit. That's when you'll be able to see. And that's that's when you'll see this offense start to clicking and build on something. The offense has had its share of troubles in training camp, but mostly the defense has been really good. Was that the case again today with the defense? Yeah, that, that's the case. Listen, with this, with this, really with this team, uh, I was just going to say with this defensive line and this front and the amount of, you know, uh, guys they have that can bring it and get pressure, there's no, there's not really going to be such thing as an off day with this team. Like, you know, any player can have an off day on any given day. And 
if you only have one or two guys who can really get after the quarterback, then yeah, the whole the unit as a whole could it could suffer at the whim of those one or two guys. But when you got like seven or eight guys who can really get after it, it's it's gonna be tough, man. And then you got DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner back there. Um, you know, there's still the 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 weakness of this defense is like it's it's funny because it's still the the underbelly that uh especially in coverage that linebackers group, but it's also like a a weakness by scheme. So it, it you want you would like to address that uh you know Quan Alexander was somebody the fans wanted somebody a little quicker reaction time a little more uh, fast twitch muscle speed in the middle there to go over but when when you got those those big guys up front that can get after it and then you have the lockdown guys back there just every day is going to be a good day uh it's 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 that simple there there's just too much talent out there around there and big bully talent up front that like there's too many of them for them all to be off chris after practice we heard from the head coach robert sala plus the arriving dalvin cook as well as bryce huff and jamie and sherwood what they all have to say yeah you know sala basically as far as uh, this upcoming game against tampa i i I did find it funny also that They were supposed to practice with Tampa again today, but they they canceled that uh, probably because yesterday was just like just a brawl. They barely even practiced. There was a a little bit of football practice with a whole bunch of uh, fight training going on. So there was like, and Salah said, you know, he finds that the second day of the joint practices tends to be a little fight heavy. So uh, they just said, all right, let's let's just settle it with the the one. he, he he talked so going into the preseason game against Tampa, it's going to be the same, pretty much the same as uh, last week against Carolina. The same game plan as far as who's playing, how many snaps and reps. They'll probably you know they'll try to get Makai a few more snaps and some of the other guys that they're working a few more. Uh, but basically, they're they're going to stick to the same game plan last week. That means yes, no Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it means you'll see more Zach Wilson again. Um, and, yeah, it, it, Salah talked about Zach Wilson playing without fear and letting bad plays go quicker. Um, you know, it, uh, Jamie and Shoreward uh, talked afterwards. He He's just looking. He's he's beefed up a little bit. He's He's put on some weight, about 20, a little over 20 pounds. He, remember when they, you know, got him as undrafted uh, rookie and everything and playing safety at college, playing a little linebacker, where they're going to have him. He feels like he's a little more settled now. He has a more understanding of what his role is, what they want of him, and he thinks that's going to be a big help for him to get on the field and attack. Uh, you know, they they've talked a lot about, just the offensive line, obviously, there's a lot of people were reacting to him, his quote on the Hard Knocks episode. But 
there's, you know, I saw this too. People are like, oh, he's very uh, deliberate in what he does and he's trying to like, yeah, but sometimes the stuff is just motivational ploys too. Like, I promise you, he's not that worried. People are like, oh my God, they really, they're going to let this out on Hard Knocks. They must be furious with it. No, they're just, it's all just a motivational ploys, light a fire under this and that, uh, like, we read too much into all this stuff a lot of the times. And again, the offensive line it is super important. It, it really is. But they're, they're trying things. They're playing around. Uh, and if if you think that he's like really nervous, he knows he's got Aaron Rodgers back there. He's, he's not, he's not too concerned. He knows they'll settle it down. They, he's solid talked about Joe Tipman about his athleticism, uh, you know, the elite traits he's got. Like, they, he's been confident and liked what he sees in Mekhi Becton and wants to obviously see it build. But he just thinks once they settle on the five guys, Dwayne Brown's back there. And again, sometimes guys miss a day here in training camp, but it's just because it's a rest day or it's just a let's play it safe here. So I I know that's the concern. And again, you look at the roster and obviously that's going to get all the concerns because where else are you going to go? So you're going to focus on it, but it's going to look ugly probably even week one, but it'll stabilize. I, I, I'm sure of it. Um, this back end of the season, but again, every team's got to worry about that. There, there cannot be one. There's not one team where I'm looking at the depth of that offensive line thinking, yeah, they're, they're looking pretty back there. You do have to wonder at this point, Chris, if the Jets might be interested in Dalton Risner, though. Yeah, well, listen, again, they're going to continue to look an upgrade. Um, uh, once training camp cuts come, yeah, I don't. Uh, I could, I could, uh, I'm not going to be surprised to see two or three offense, uh, different offensive linemen added to this roster before the start of the season. If, if they think they can get, uh, improvements, they will. Uh, I, I doubt that they're going to be able to find anybody, uh, to improve with the starting unit. But again, Joe Douglas knows that depth is an, uh, the concern and an issue. And so if they can just upgrade the depth there, then they will do that as well. Um, you, you, you would like to think that, uh, you know, may, maybe you could have gotten mangled. Mangled was there at practice today. He had, uh, his two young kids with them. May, maybe in a few years you can get the oldest one. The oldest one, they looked to be about 12, 9-ish. The oldest one was very interested in what was going on, walking up and down, very much enjoying himself. The fans chanting, Mango, Mango. He was like, hey, this is pretty cool. The youngest one could not have cared less. He could not have been less interested in anything that was going on, and it was Honestly, it was distracting from He was literally lying on the ground with his face in the ground, just like, get me out of here. Oh, the older one was very interested. So maybe in a few years you can beef him up. He can come in and help. But, yeah, the youngest one had no interest. It was very hilarious to see. But Nick's, Nick would have to go and put on a bunch of weight himself to be able to run out there and help. But, yeah, that, that was a good thing to say. 
Nice to hear good stories about Nick Mangold, who's always been one of my favorites. And I don't know that Nick Mangold is making any comebacks, but like I said, Dalton Risner is still sitting out there. So possibility of signing him, bringing him in here to get him in the mix at guard and then possibly kick Elijah Vera Tucker over to tackle is absolutely something that you have to figure the Jets are considering at this point. Chris Nimbley, the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the all shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down day number eight of New York Jets training camp with me. Really appreciate it. We've got an off day tomorrow, and then the Jets and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do battle at MetLife Stadium for the third preseason game of 2023. Make sure you check out everything that Chris is doing over at JetsInsider.com and follow him on Twitter at JetsInsider and at CNimbly. Check out everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. We've got some awesome All-22 breakdowns on our channel, including the two young, dynamic pass rushers the Jets have, Jermaine Johnson and Will McDonald. That's up right now. YouTube.com slash play like a jet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, bless you. Thank you shirt. The play like a jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's tepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. It's Play Like a Jet Digital, playlikeajet.com.